For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. Yo, I mean, tell me what I want, what I yes. really, really want. Tell me what I want, what yes. I really, really want. I want a running back, running back that can run. Running back. And the tight end, John, that song was addressed to John A to Z Sheeran, yeah. who is going to tell us what he really wants and what the Bengals want John, in our draft preview. Yeah. John, tell us what you want, what you really, really want. What I really, really want? Yeah. Like, like really? Like, really, really want? Really, like, really more want. than anything? Really, really want. I want good players, you know? I feel like yeah. that's always the goal. But it does seem like every year, you know, the Bengals, they kind of set themselves up for the draft for specific positions, right? Positions yeah. that they don't nor, they don't aggressively pursue in free agency. They, they strategically leave some positions open. Not necessarily neglect, but they, they feel like they're in a good position to address these positions because the draft is set up in a way that they can they can target them in specific rounds right like remember 2021 when they had michael thomas starting across from t higgins a wide receiver yeah everyone kind of knew at that point that they were going to go to jamar chase right and now you're looking at both running back and tight end they let samaj Piran go he went to denver for some reason they haven't really replaced him they just signed trevion williams to a one-year deal they saw hayden hurst leave in free agency they replaced him with Irv Smith. Irv Smith is fine. He can he can start on paper. He just hasn't really proven to be a starter in the NFL in the past two years because of injuries, and he's not getting paid that much. So you have two positions on offense that can greatly elevate the overall talent and potential of the offense, and you have two draft classes that these positions that are just ripe with talent between yes. rounds like two and five. And that's where we should expect the Bengals to address these positions because they're basically telling us without actually saying it. Yeah. And, and would, would, I, would it be ignorant or maybe too bold of me to say that what I really think matters in a Joe Burrow offense is that these, this running back that they might get, the tight end that they might get, has good hands. I feel like as long as someone has good hands, they can play well on this team. As long as they can grip the ball, not fumble, catch well. And I'm talking about catching. Yes, I'm talking about a running back catching the ball. I feel like with that West Coast style offense, it's good hands that comes in most handy they don't have to be speed demons they don't have to be you know blocking is important but not that important very important it's very no, i don't important. i don't think you need that, a blocking running back no no i i john I don't would disagree i will speak for john he would disagree john go ahead tell him john no, 
It's just Tell because you like want. you had Samaj Piran who could block really well, and now you don't have him anymore. And when you're in situations like the AFC Championship game, when your offensive line is just toast and you can't protect with five guys and you need your tight ends running routes, it's nice to have a running back who can step up there, like Giovanni Bernard did back in the day, and take on a blitzer in the A-gap or maybe chip effectively chip someone off the edge so you're not leaving your offensive tackle out to dry. In a perfect world, you're not having your running backs block that much because your offensive line can hold up. But that hasn't been the case with the Bengals the past two years, and it's something that they should value to a reasonable point. It's just a matter of are you willing to block? Are you big enough to block? It's, you don't have to be completely proficient in this, like Samaji Piran ended up being after being in the NFL for several years. But being at least somewhat okay or at least having potential in doing so, I think that's fine. Yeah. So, John, what running backs are you looking at? What running backs are the Cincinnati Bengals looking at? I think and why are they go, different? If, if you want to go... The, for this by round like B. John Robinson the yeah. guy from Texas he's not going to be there 28 like I know running backs the whole value conversation like yes there's could be an area or a scenario where B. John falls to the 20s but I just don't see him falling all the way to the 20 because I mean is there a running back in the past five years who's even remotely as good as B. John Robinson is I don't think that's the case he just he fit he would fit this offense perfectly and I think if he's there, you probably just go ahead and pick him and ignore the whole value conversation. You just worry about that in five years when it's time to pay him or whatever. But for right now, like he would just fit the offense to a T, as would Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. And I think Jameer Gibbs is a more interesting conversation here because he's not the, co- the total complete back like we're seeing with B.J. Robinson there. He's more of the Giovanni Bernard build. He's a, he's a Popeye's biscuit away from 200 pounds, but he moves in ways that Alvin Kamara does and that Jamal Charles did back in the day when he was with the Chiefs. And for an offense that is looking to be more explosive while dealing with defenses that are consistently trying to cap the passing game, if you can have a running back who can take these little angle routes, these little check down routes, and turn them into three-yard games, from three-yard games to like 10-yard gains, or even more with these explosive opportunities, like he's ideal. And he's such a natural hands catcher. He has 103 career catches from both Georgia Tech and then Alabama, and he just dominated against wow. SEC competition. He was so dominant Look in the Alabama that. offense, which is very rare for running backs. Like, not all the time, but it was just one running back in an Alabama offense so dominant from a market share standpoint, but that was the case with yeah. Jameer Gibbs. He's so athletic. He's so bursty. He's so elusive. He's got great hands. He would be perfect to just take those little Joe Burrow passes and turn three-yard gains into Boom. 13, 30-yard gains. Yeah. And, John, I just... First of all, can I just applaud that wonderful analysis? You put it in terms that even I could understand, and I'm excited. But can I also just point out that there's some weird things going on on the show with our graphics right now? So as you were talking, it cut to a picture, and there was a little Italian chef guy in the corner of my eye. And I was wondering if we could explain maybe there's some glitch or something. Did you see that, or is it just me? I heard the sound, and then I saw Lisa, a little, yeah. I saw a little I Italian made- chef in the corner. What's no, I made on? the graphics. I made the graphics. I don't want people, other people are stealing my graphics, using them without permission. And yeah, that was my graphic. You, you're talking about this graphic. Yeah. Okay, like what is that? What does that mean to us right there? John. Yeah. You know, this Me? is what you get John. when you don't hire. Yeah. This is what you get when you don't hire a professional graphic designer, Daddy. Your graphics cannot be you scribbling, you know, on, on a piece of paper on a computer. I don't think that guy was very Italian. That feels kind of like profiling, considering. Uh, I I'm sorry, John. Heritage. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually, yeah. you're the, the Italian here. Let me. But but what I'm saying, the there are other hairy Mario, people Mario and yeah. Luigi type 
I mean, look at the picture. It's 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 a stereotypical Mario Luigi type profile. It's like the number one movie in the world. You don't have to answer him, John. Yeah. I don't plan on it. John, another guy you've been telling me about is a titan out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer, right? Yeah. Who, obviously, local guy, a lot of Bengals fans would like to see him in Bengal stripes. What, what is your analysis of him? I mean, people are complaining, or not complaining, but they're like, yeah, this guy's great, but he doesn't run like a gazelle, right? He doesn't run like a Travis Kelsey. He doesn't run like a Darren Waller, some of the elite tight ends. Everything else, and I mean everything else about Michael Mayer, screams good to great player. And there's a, another argument to be made about the value of a tight end anywhere in the first round. It typically doesn't work out for people. You, you can even look at the Bengals' history with Tyler Eifert, Jermaine Gresham, two very talented players but never quite lived up to their potential for various reasons, right? Maybe that's a scare with Michael Mayer. But production, tape, all-around ability, the fact that he's only 21, the fact that he wants to play for the Bengals, he grew up a Bengals fan, everything, and I mean everything about this pick, makes total sense to the point where if he's available for them to for them to draft, I would 100% expect Michael Mayer to be in the next Cincinnati Bengals. The problem is... I don't expect him to be there. I, I think at the worst, he goes to the Dallas Cowboys with picks 26, and that makes a lot of sense because he's often compared to Jason Witten, and I feel like that's it's a kind of a lazy comparison. A little Setting bit. him like short, he, yeah. Yeah, because Jason Witten, like, he was great <laughs> for, from, like, you know, converting third downs and whatnot, and I feel like you can just do more with Michael Mayer. He's more of a vertical threat than Jason Witten ever was. He's just he's the same caliber of all-around player, and obviously Jason Witten's a Hall of Fame player. But I feel like his athleticism is getting sold a little short just because he doesn't yeah. run a four-six flat. Everything else about him is amazing. Yeah, and he's John, a big boy. What I love he's about, a big yeah. boy. We he's like big the big boy. boys. Yeah. We like the big boys. John, what I love about him is his blocking, and I and there's three yeah. different kinds of block. blocking I want to share. Yeah, he yeah, can block, and uh, this is the second level block here. You watch him. He's blocking at the second level, moving people, moving bodies, like John said. Very nice. We could really use that in the run game. Well, you don't go to Notre uh, Dame without being able to block. So, like, you know, yeah, that was the prerequisite. Well, but, I mean, that's just yeah. that's strength a good catch. catch point, man. That was a good catch. Yeah. And here's and another I, I like, block you know where what? he plays I got, like a fullback role. Yeah. I like yeah. people who turn red while they're doing sports because that means that they're trying. And if you notice, his face was red when he's catching that ball. You know, that's that, funny. That we talk effort. about that. Yeah. And Frank Pollock is very red. red. Very, Very red. red. He's been doing great. And we saw it finally paid off late last season until the AFC Championship game. But before that, his redness, really, we were seeing the results. So I'm all team red. Yeah. I, I wish we could wear red. Red hats, you know? Oh, no. Oh, we no. should. Red what is. What have I no, done? You, red is a great color, John. You would agree. Tomatoes, John. Italians, you love the tomatoes. Oh my Red. God! Now, you, now you're being the stereotypical one. Maybe John doesn't like. John, it. maybe John doesn't like Italian tomatoes. How could John not like tomatoes? John, tell him. In fairness, I grew up not liking tomatoes, but now I love tomatoes. There you go. Discovering yeah. your roots. Yeah. Guilty. John, another guy. The Bengals are. Let's just while we're on the topic of tight end, another guy. Maybe some injury concerns but also very talented tight end. If they insist on going tight end early, and like you said, Mayer will be gone, maybe they go with Dalton Kincaid, John. 
thing about Kincaid, and we have to look at this from like a Leonardo Di- DiCaprio lens, right? He's very close to 25, right? And that kind of steers people away a little bit, you know? Like, oh, no, don't turn 25. You're so beautiful, right? But, like, unfortunately, that's, yeah. that's you know, Kincaid's up there, right? And On the boat, rising. until Sorry. he was, like, yeah. 23 years old when Utah finally discovered, hey, we got this amazing tight end who can carry our offense. We might as well just feature him. And then he just really, really popped off in his last year in college. So that's a little concerning. But what you see is incredible. Like, he he's probably the, the second best natural receiver in this class out of every single player, including the wide receivers and the running backs. He's probably right behind Jackson Smith and Jigba. And that would be amazing for this offense because he's essentially just a slot receiver. So you have the long-term replacement for Tyler Boyd taken care of. There's nothing he can't really do as a receiver. He can high point the ball. He can... He can work the sidelines amazingly. He's obviously great in the red zone. He can move the chains. There's not a route in the route tree that he probably can't be able to run. I feel like he would get in chemistry immediately with Joe Burrow, and he would just immediately fit in with this offense. And, yeah, he can't yeah. block necessarily. It doesn't really matter when you can just catch the ball like that and just yeah. stretch the we field. Want the, we want the hands. I get it. But, but John, the concern that, that we have, that Bengals fans have, is because of the fracture in the back. I mean, he missed the Rose Bowl. He, he's had this fracture in the back, and those can be – those those can be nagging injuries, John, when you have the fracture in the back. It's true, and it's one of the reasons why tight end is so dangerous to pick in the first round because it's naturally a position that gets banged up. Like Rob Gronkowski came into the NFL with like two back injuries, and that's why he fell to the second round and ended up becoming one of the greatest tight ends of all time because he was just able to overcome them and stay on the field long enough. So I feel like that's just something that you have to, to just accept with Kincaid for the majority, if not all of his career. Like he may always have something kind of – plaguing him a little bit and it doesn't help that he's already you know almost in his mid-20s so that's a risk and it's also just I think compounding on the risk of taking the tight end in the first round in the first place but again I feel like where the Bengals are 20th overall you're rarely going to find bona fide clear-cut first round talents in the draft and these guys are as close as you're going to find at the tight end position and let's be clear when you say fracture it's different than the break a fracture like when you crack your back that is technically a small fracture no, right when you. No, let me. Um, it's very relaxed to have no, a fracture. Nope. You are yeah. not fracturing your back when you crack your back. Nope. You are releasing John. Little, little pockets of gas uh, that are there, uh, built right. up between the joints. But that is not. Uh, yeah. Maybe you are releasing gas. I am. John, I am. But that's a different topic. John, now I didn't want to cut you off. This actually, this clip has the noise, so I'm going to play it so our fans can see what Dalton Kincaid looks like in action. On the boat, rising. Wait a minute, what that just happened him. there? Which just, one was him? The catching guy. On the boat, rising, throws into the end zone, it's tipped. Meh. Meh? Show it again. Okay, one second. John, we got to show it. On the boat, rising, throws into the end zone, it's tipped. He fought for the ball. Give him and he won. But the ball was in yeah. his face. So are two defenders. Yeah. True, he's a tough guy. I'll give you that. All right. Well, John, I think now we can go so to John, some... So wait a minute. Yeah. No, no, John, you didn't talk about Darnell Washington. Is that because you're not a fan? It's not that I'm not a fan. I feel like the Bengals probably aren't very high on him just because for a first-round pick, you would like someone who was a starter in a focal point of an offense. And unfortunately... 
Darnell Washington was behind maybe the best tight end in the country last year at Georgia. Brock Bowers, he's probably going to be another first-round pick. I feel like Darnell's the perfect day-two pick just because there's potential there that's untapped. But that's what it is, right? You don't yeah. know exactly who he is because he was never used that way. He was never featured that way. He's obviously right. good at a lot of things. Raw and talent. He's, he's an amazing athlete for his size. Yes. But there's a risk factor of not knowing, and I feel like that's what makes him the ideal day-two pick. And if he's there... At 60th overall in the second round, be all over him. But I don't think the Bengals would be all over him in the first round, especially when they have the running back problem. So you're saying that if they don't, if they can't get your Kincaid or your Meyer, they're probably going to go for running back. Is that in the first? No, I don't think so, because I think they're looking at cornerbacks, and I feel like there's a specific cornerback that I right. think they really love. Oh, and I feel like we're building to the next segment where there's going to be another yes. little, little guy with the Italian mustache. Sorry, John. Go ahead, John. This, guy, this guy's good. Emmanuel Forbes would be a top 15, top 20 pick if he had a little bit more meat on the Know place. about his physicality and his willingness to get in there despite his... Hey, that was me. Oh. Yes. So I guess those clips are going to have your voice. Because I used the the tweet from John. Yeah, that's what you get on the show. Either way, you're gonna listen to me. Yeah, go ahead and play it. So okay, so we have a few and, different and, and can clips. I just point yeah. out he's come a long way since the 1980s smash Webster. Hit it, Emmanuel Lewis, okay. guys. Know about his physicality and his willingness to get in there despite his. So that was a deep kind of an unfinished breakup. thought, but okay. There's different ports. Seems like a great teammate. Everything. The only thing that people are hung up. That what is the only thing people are hung up about? Uh, wh- it's the sock hackles is very rare, and it's a huge indicator of. This is not great content. I'll tell you that. But as a coverage cornerback compared to Emmanuel Forbes, the fact. Now, Daddy, can we please hire someone to do our <laughs> media? Play please? all of them. Do you have one more? Can we just That's hire someone to do the media? I mean, they got this weird little thing in the corner, and you got yeah. the. It's very. It's crazy when John this show is, is not going on down our the show. Toilet. He's incoherent. This his incoherence. He, he has to. Down the he needs the structure of this show. Yeah. Can can, can I say Anyways. a coherent thought on the on the matter? Without yes, it please. Being sectioned up, please. Yeah. Manuel Forbes is 173 pounds at the moment. He oh, so he gained seven pounds. He did. Yeah. yeah. So he 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 started the season at 170 pounds. Then he came to the combine at like 166. Now he's back up to 173. That's the main question. Can he hold weight? Can he put on weight? Well, you know what the answer is, John. Bengals got an F for nutrition. So definitely, he's going to gain weight. Remember, no. when they he, got he lives because in Cincinnati. It's not. It's not hard to gain weight here. There's, there's well, too much yeah. good food. No, you that's guys, what I'm saying. Yeah, you guys don't get it. Get, get, that's not the kind of weight that these guys want to gain. They want. Right. They don't. Want, they don't become pudgy little. You know, uh, little. The round reason olives. why I think he can hold weight is because he's got a long wingspan. He's tall. He's big. He's long. He's got all the rec- prerequisites to fill out a frame the right way with good actual weight with muscle but, right but and is might, he but is he tall john years. he's only six foot one is that that that's tall pretty tall that's for very a tall for a corner for a cornerback john very, corner, very tall so for we, a puppet so we had dre well, it's not tall for you aren't you six foot three john six four yeah. john there so we go. had dre kirkpatrick right similar mm-hmm. wiry frame if you will right and his problem wasn't his weight in the nfl you know i mean he, he didn't he, he wasn't what was his problem most consistent when he got beat on the what double takes john the uh he got beat on the 
kind of when they couldn't, faked you couldn't out. find the ball very much. Not, not a great athlete. Too right. too stiff of an athlete. Yeah, both the Which exact th- opposite of what Emmanuel Forbes is. Much better exactly. athlete. Much better ball production. He checks yeah. all the boxes from a data perspective, from a film perspective, from a character perspective. Again, if he was the normal weight for a cornerback that people love, he would be a top, top 15 pick. pick. Yeah. But because he's not, exactly. and because he's playing on gaining weight, he can be there for the Bengals. And I feel like if he's there and Michael Mayer isn't, he's probably the pick. Yeah. I I would not. I mean, I know the Bengals love to pick corners early. It's been a few years. But now, now hey, 37, and a, th- 37 and a half inch vertical jump is what it says on the Google that he has. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I am bad. technically more than 37 okay. and a half inches vertically, but I guess it's. I mean, I see his, I saw his 40 yard dash is quite good. He's fast. John says he's good, so he's good. That, that's right, the way I approach it. it. That's how the show works. Yeah. Okay. But, John, I do think that's a realistic first round target. But let's so let's say they go with the Forbes. So we st- still need a tight end and the running back in the later rounds. There's a couple of guys that I think would be great for our team. And you, of course, recommended them to me, and I looked at them, and I'm impressed. One is Sam Laporta, who let me just yeah, that's Sam Laporta there, and. This guy is a highlight machine. So let, let, us, let us see if we have that clip of him knocking people around. Let me see if I have that here. I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't. Oh, here we go. Or he looks for the screen back over the middle to Sam Laporta. Good play design. And how about Laporta? Refuses to go down. Wow. That is my type of football player, John. I like okay. the ones that don't go down. Go, don't go down. Ever, I've heard ever, that quote never before. go down. I've heard that quote somewhere. I like the ones who don't ever, never go down. Get, yeah, caught. John, why is this guy not rated higher? Yeah, John. I think it's an issue. Another issue of projection, just because Iowa's offense was that of a kindergarten offense. There was no quality aspect to what they were doing from an offensive standpoint and Laporta was so talented that he still kind of made it work despite bad quarterback play despite bad schematics play calling the whole nine yards he was just <laughs> at times a man against boys because he was just so athletic and he rarely dropped the ball too so there was just bad throws bad off off target throws that sometimes he wasn't able to take advantage of but when he got the ball in his hands as you saw he was just a better athlete than pretty much anyone else who stepped on the field and give if you were to give him a good quarterback if you were put to put him in an offense that actually knew what they were doing you would see a guy that can be used like some of the lead tight ends in the league and the production was still there at Iowa it's not like he did nothing right so I I feel like he's going to be taken in the second round just because his college career was kind of muddied with the incompetence of Iowa and he's going to probably outlive or outplay that projection and John, did you mention his blocking? Because that matters to me. And so you watch him on the corner, the top right. Look at that. He's blocking. He continues to block. And then he goes out for the catch. That's beautiful. I like this guy. I That's like what, this guy. Yeah. I like, I like this guy, John. I say Forbes first round, Laporta maybe second. And you know who I say to go with the third? Who? Another guy that John told me about. This running back here. Kendra Miller. This guy... 
Let us show you Kendra Miller, John. I'm starting to like the little thing in the corner. Yes. It's intoxicating a little bit. Yeah. Watch his spin. Tui Halamaka just kind of felt it. He's a quicker athlete than the guy that was trying to tackle him. And this wow. guy's a big guy. John, yeah. he's like, what, 220, 240? Big guy. He's 215, but big enough, you know. Big man. Yeah. Like Andrew Miller, he, again. And, like, and, and he's got great balance. Yeah. Th there's... There's yeah, not a lot to dislike about Kendry Miller because if you look at just what the Bengals value when they target running backs early, you talk about size, talk about production, but not being just worked to death in college and just carrying the ball 500, 600 times. No, like his workload was properly managed because he didn't really become a feature back until his final year at TCU. And once he did, he dominated that offense. And that's something that they value. Like Joe Mixon... Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill, they were all obviously focal points of their offense, but they didn't play that much in college, so they entered the NFL with fresh legs that allowed them to have, for, for the most part, long careers, specifically with Gio and Mixon. So I feel like that is something that we can't discount if they're going to take a running back between rounds two and four, and it's probably... I, I, no, like Miller's not going to go in the second round just because he did suffer a knee injury towards the end of the season and that prohibited him from testing a little bit. And, and medicals always end up pushing some of these guys further down than we expect. So he could be there potentially in the fourth round. And if they haven't taken a running back yet, again, that's just a guy that checks all their boxes from what they look for in running backs when they invest early. So, so yeah. we, we, we feel pretty confident they're going offense in all of the the, the top three rounds. No, Four Forbes. We think we think Forbes would be okay. Forbes, a, a, yeah. yeah, he could be our number because John thinks he's a realistic chance that he's there in the first round. And John actually said, "Why should he get Forbes? Moneyball." So I know Hoji would like that. He said because yeah. of Moneyball. Great movie. Because this guy, yeah, great movie. Yeah, John Hill. So, Brad Pitt. yeah, I think that was a pretty fast preview, and I just want to say thank you. We have. 11 loyal loyal patrons bandana, one bandana nili niloy this month uh ricky sturworth speedy in man. february when we were the off a speedy man jocelyn, jocelyn Beren, lorenzo, lorenzo yes nathan sturworth so the whole sturworth family now yeah rick s might be sturworth rick s might be sturworth alice pirates alice big fan oh nick marks i remember him bengal's captain and derek davis and derek davis original Wait, yeah. the Bengals captain? The Bengals captain is a lot of people who forgot their login information to cancel their patrons. Okay, maybe we should cut that part out so they no. don't go delete their yeah, patrons. Remind them to do that. We yeah. need the money. We got to make the show better. We do. We do need money. And uh, I think that's all we have, John. For What Amber should people put in their YouTube comments? They should put what they think of the draft picks that we mention, and if they have other suggestions for people they want to see the Bengals select, and how are they going to make that happen? What is their plan of action? How are they going to con convince the 1,500 words, double-spaced, MLA yeah. style. And then the if comments. they are right, if you get a Bengals pick right, yeah. then, then we will invite you on the show to interview for the GM, the open position of general manager of the Bengals. It's technically open. I think that's it. John? 
I would love a steel death cage match between one of our patrons and Duke Tobin. I feel like they could probably take him. Nah, nah. Duke's they could. Pretty if you have enough money to throw around to pay for our show, you have got to be big time. That's just how it works. All right. Well, for John Sheeran and Dr. Hoji, Dr. Hoji. That is our draft preview. Don't forget to subscribe, turn on notifications, leave comments, turn on, yeah, with us. Follow John's articles on A2C Sports. And that's all we got. We'll see you next time. So long. It's I'm feeding the fuck. Fries. I'm feeding the fuck. Feeding that bangus bangus fuck. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.